to Try Not to Die. I'm your dutiful mutant Noah Perito, and I'm here with our multi-planar players. Lisa Condemi, aka Gorgonzola. My first time paying taxes, actually. It's tax season here, so I was just like, Lisa, you pay pay tax all the time. A weird introduction to adult world via uh, demon devil. This is also your reminder to file your taxes. And yes, it's me, Ashley Goodwin, a.k.a. Brigid. Cheese as far as the eye can see, but gosh darn it, there's no NP. Ooh. Gosh darn it. Gosh darn it. Is Brigid the kind of character who would say, gosh Gosh darn darn it? it. She certainly would. (laughs) Well, close the dimensional door. It's time that we all settled in for the recap. We can't. She's just not in the studio yet. I think I saw the door open a little more. She's right there. Last time, the party rested once more in Marfin's child's bedroom. Brigid pouring over a diary. It's, it's weird, gang. There's no which way to one, fucking split you know? it. Yeah, which one? I just gotta uh, go. <laughs> Brigid pouring over the diary of the Duke to... This <laughs> <laughs> is making it worse. To try and glean more information about the child of Marfin. Once morning <laughs> came... <laughs> this is the worst recap we've ever had. Once Jail. morning came... <laughs> Once morning came and Zola, Smite, and Stillen had rested, our heroes noticed that the room had looked a bit more disheveled than the last time that we're they were so there. Dumb. <laughs> we rested all night. Just and we're went like, boom, no Smite, checks. Did you mess all this shit up? <laughs> did you have night terrors again? Unsure of who may have come through after them, they resolved to leave before they returned, opening the door to find an endless stairwell leading both up and down into darkness. Nope. Closing the door and reopening, the party found themselves at the beginning of a hexagonal tunnel that seemed to be made of some sort of papery substance. Honestly, another nope, but we stuck with this one. Upon investigating, our heroes discovered that this was a passage into a massive hive of giant bees. We mostly just wanted to confirm. We were like, this is giant bees, right? It's bees, right? It's bees. We should just check. (laughs) We should just check. You know, we might as well. You know, we we were trying to make a nice charcuterie board. We wanted the honey. We had the cheese. Trapped in the honey behind the resting queen, an Omnimalum agent known only as Samantha. After messaging, to, this is a silly podcast. After messaging her to learn about what happened, they left her to die and returned to the door. <laughs> silly podcast. Trying the door a few times, first getting the ancient temple of Mistra on the punctured plane, and then finding another one of Marfin's children's bedrooms. <laughs> You know what? Skip that last episode. (laughs) Grimalda, as they learned her name was, lived in this strange ship's cabin demiplane bordering a coral reef demiplane Marfin had created. Grimalda occasionally traveled out onto the northern seas of Feyfall as a ship captain. During this time, she also had a sort of magical connection to Wilda, an archfey Zola had learned of and had experiences with in the past, specifically when her friend Flambe used her pact with Wilda to save Zola's friend Quince. Shout out Wilda. Shout out Wilda, shout out Quince. Zola scanned mm. her desk. <laughs> Zola scanned her desk, and after skimming some books, they snagged a paper from the caster's captain's log and left to continue their search for Marfin. Next, they stumbled onto a plane of weather, an odd meteorological testing ground Brigid managed to pause before it swept them away. They quickly fled the plane and entered into a strange stone chamber where sat a wicked red fiend named Lux, the debt collector. 
In order to pass him by, the party needed to offer gifts to the devil. Smite sacrificing his arm, Zola giving up her beret and also a page from her spellbook containing Tasha's hideous laughter, a spell she had learned from Trick, and Brigitte offering a prayer wheel, and then, when that didn't work, Zola's cape of confidence. I really should have known. devastating. I should have known the devil wanted nothing to do with my <laughs> prayer wheel. Thankfully, that was enough, allowing them to escape through the iron door behind the deck collector into a cave tunnel, not before alerting the inevitable, Oops. leading to the wider cavern lit by pastel crystals, a clear pool of water in the center. Before they could act, they all heard a voice in their heads. Visitors, it's been a long time. And that's where we are right now. Forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. You guys all stand literally at like the mouth of this tunnel where it opens into this cavern. And as you all are frozen there, realizing that you did not successfully stealth in, Zola, you get a call back on your speaking stone. Gargantzola, you sneaky salami stealer. Are you not on your way? Isn't that your ship on the horizon? Visitors, I hear you. Come on in. I'll call you back. What? <laughs> you slip your phone into your pocket? Gorgonzola. <laughs> he literally, like, Don't you regret it? Don't you regret Gorgonzola. it? <laughs> this stranger's deep, mucousy voice is still echoing in your head as the surface of the pool in the center of the room breaks, a large, pale, sea-green finned tentacle slithering out followed by another, as this huge, nearly 20-foot-long, from-tip-to-tail, multicolored cephalopod-like being rises, water splashing onto the stone as it is displaced. It almost looks like a bizarre eel, with a long, moist, tubular body that ends in that finned tail. Oh, I don't like this. Tendrils and a few shorter tentacles dangle from the bottom of its head, dripping with viscous green mucus. Its three eyes, each higher than the last on its head, glance at you all, its jawless, lamprey-like mouth opening to reveal serrated teeth and deep red gums. The creature remains partially submerged, like a swimmer coming up to the side of a pool. It pulls itself up a bit, tentacles crossing as it leans forward towards you all. And as it speaks, this circular mouth with dripping teeth does not move any more than the vague flexing that matches its breath. This sounds really cute. I'm gonna puke. Can I wave hello at him and cast Blade Ward on myself? You certainly can. You summon upon that abjurative magic to prepare yourself for whatever this creature is as hello. it goes, Oh, Morphin does not let me see visitors very often. A mind like mine can be quite draining. He used to play games with me, but it's been a really long time. Perhaps we could play some games? Two or three or five or five? Oh, you know Marfin. Oh, yeah, yeah. Employees slash friends of his. Co-workers. Well, what are your names? Let's not be, not be rude. Hi, I'm Gorgonzola. And my friends? Uh, I am Brigid. Nice to meet you. And I'm Smite. You see Smite is, has his hand on his long sword. And oh. this is Stilton. Oh, nice to meet you all. You see Stilton ruffles his feathers a little bit, looking suspiciously at this creature and then back at you, Zola. My name is... Is that first and last? Yes, it is. But you humanoids usually call me jibber-jabber. I didn't much fit in with my kind. Uh, While they used their ability to control humanoid minds to raise armies, I used mine to make friends to play games with. I swam the astral sea for eons before I came across Marfin. 
He was nice to me and a pretty funny guy, the first person who actually wanted to be my friend. So I decided not to psychically melt his brain and instead we became besties. He gave me this home and I would come to play games with me so long as I stayed here and kept watch. Kept watch over what? For visitors! He told me to keep people entertained while he's away. Think of me like a bouncer. Jibber jabber. Marfin isn't... Marfin's in trouble. Oh, that doesn't sound like Marfin. He's super competent. I know, which is why this is so scary and why we're trying to find him so quickly. Hmm. Have you seen him? When was the last time he came and hung out with you? Well, you know, things get a little weird in here, so... Well, Tom, probably he visited like a week or so ago, maybe two weeks ago. Told me he was going on a bit of a trip. Told me to make sure that nobody leaves here unless you're with him or with some sort of escort. Um, I check the watch. You check the watch and it still remains in line with the material plane. This plane seems to match that. Do you know where you live? Is this... Did Marfin make this place for you, or is this somewhere? Yeah, yeah, he made this place for me. He, he cool. tried to design it like what my people like to inhabit in, you know, oh, nice. dank, moist caves, and lots I love of it. crystals. You know, a little fun place it's for cozy. me. It's cozy. Yeah, is. yeah. It is. It's nice. Yeah, cozy. Yeah, that's what I would call this place. Cozy. <laughs> I dig my elbow into space. Oh, God. I it's also so dig my elbow into oh, smite. Both angles. You said you were like a bouncer. Is there something you're guarding in your pool? Um, just my games. But no, I'm mostly here to make sure people don't leave once they come. I just let my friend know someone's come, and then, you know. Oh, this is a waiting lobby. Yes, I'm like, as I said, I'm like a bouncer. You know, I make sure that everybody who comes in and get a little checked out and they stay here and then keep them entertained for a little bit. Have you had to bounce anyone recently? Because we've seen a couple of Marfin's enemies in here. Oh boy, yes I did. Some people wearing real dark costumes with white eyes, smuggler face on their face. Oh, Samantha. Super nice. Yeah, Samantha was one of them. She wasn't very nice. Hard to eat one, but you know, the rest got away. I'm glad that you got a meal out of it. Hmm, yes. Pretty tasty. I have a question. Hmm? Would you like one of these and I pull out the last fox seeker that I have Ooh, what I, is this? I kind of like power it up kind of slowly pulling himself a little closer clearly does not want to leave the pool fully um, um, you see even as it just gets a little bit out like the where the face is it starts to get a little drier and like mucus starts to kind of pour out of it to like make sure it stays moist oh. Maybe this could be like a buddy when you're bored in here. You can like play catch or a game. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, you play catch. You guys want to play catch and play good catch. Maybe we can see. We could play catch for five minutes. Yeah, like a little, like a little. Let's play a little game. Great, great. For one, Jibber Jabber sinks back under the water and then comes back up with tentacles holding multiple different boxes, all of them labeled games. <laughs> Board games, card games, dice games. He places them before you all and his voice fills your mind once more. I've got Dragon Chest, Dragon Checkers, Deep Speed Scrabble, Basement and Behemoth, Tentacle Twister, a variety of dice and card games, and then of course there's games that made up like um, I'm Smarter Than You, which is where we try and outsmart each other. <laughs> that sounds like a fun one. Have you ever beat Marfin in that? <sighs> no, he's real good at that one. Hmm. And you'd think I would have the advantage, because I've been alive since like the dawn of time, but you, you know how it is. 
Well, what's your favorite game? What is my favorite game? Hmm. Basement Behemoth sounds particularly interesting. Oh, it's really good, but very rules heavy. Do you have how much time you got? Mm, not, not a lot. lot. Mm, well, I mean, you kind of do because you're here, right? And you can't really, you know, go anywhere. Well, the thing is, is that if you ask Marfin when he's going to come down, I don't think you'll ever get an answer. Marfin needs someone to come get him. You see, Marfin has kind of been bounced by his own mind, I think. And he needs someone to come give him a ride home from the club. Jeez, geez, you're putting me in a tough spot because I like you and by reading your surface thoughts, I can tell you're being on the level. But Marvin said the visitors had to stay here until they were escorted by him or one of his quicklings. And as I said, he's my bestie, so even though I, I get where you're coming from, you know, I'm just trying to do my job. Should we call one of the quicklings and maybe they can vouch for us that we can't stay? Sure, if you can call one of them up and get them here right now, you can leave. Sure. I was also going to say I could cast recap on him and show him, like, Marfin being like, you have to find N- NP in the crown. It would be really fucking cool for this being to have this history in their brain. <laughs> That would be really cool. Would you mind if I touched your tentacle? Whoa, forward. Is Give a tentacle a... an okay thing to touch? I mean, I'm pretty much mostly tentacled. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Give me a persuasion This is a check. silly little podcast. <laughs> um, time. Oh, why? It's just, I have a... You know how you can read my surface thoughts? Yeah, I can tell you want to cast a spell on me. If you but... wanted deeper thoughts, I'll just show you Marfin, you know, sending us on this errand through. It would kind of be like Marfin from the past telling you to let us through because he really wants us to find our friend NP. He really mm. needs us to find this item. And if we're here, we can't really do that. We can't really help Marfin. But he does say he doesn't want us to look for him and he's going to do what Marfin wants us to do. We definitely need to find MP, and it's definitely worth you doing this. I can't promise I'm not going to try to find Marfin, but I'm at least going to try to do the other stuff first. And I'll grab his tentacle and cast recap on him. (laughs) (laughs) I show my close uh, personal student mentor relationship with Marfin. Yeah. And basically every moment where Marfin's been like, the world rests on your shoulders now, Gorgonzola. Your choices are super important. As you pour this information into this creature's mind, this is the first time you've really cast it on a creature that's not a, like, humanoid. And certainly not of this mind. And as you do, it is very surreal for you. It is almost like... It's the wrong shape in here. You touch the tentacle. Immediately, you feel a very strange sort of sensation come on. Is it like doing ayahuasca? Because of the mucus? It is kind of like that. Because you suddenly, you're pouring this information, but on the way, as like your information is going in, you're getting glimpses of this strange, aberrant creature's life. This like vast empire of massive, like tentacled eel creatures living in the astral sea. The like violence, the, the power that they have to essentially like turn people into mindless servants. You're like watching this... It's like you're giving, you're like, so this and, and like passing you by in this memory space of these horrifying images. Um, and then you come out really quickly. I do need you to make a DC 14 constitution saving throw. Understandable. Whoa, I fail. 
I rolled a nat one. You feel nothing at first, but it is like a weird kind of trippy feeling as you let go of this tentacle. It's, whoa. You're laughing pretty close. I can't believe I haven't heard of you. Uh, that's a new spell. Did that work okay for you? Yeah, it worked great. Kind of weird that I haven't heard of you, but your memories seem true. Again, I think that Marfin is a little kind of um, intoxicated right now. His mind did seem pretty scattered when he came in last time. Yeah, like that, scattered. Well, I'll tell you what. You guys beat me in a game, and I'll let you through. Figured that was going to be the case. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Break out something really rules heavy. <laughs> um, so has a multitude of games. You've played Dragon Chess before, Zola. You know that it is a it's sta- basically standard chess. This is why you asked me if I still had my dice. I did indeed. That is exactly <laughs> why. Uh, Deep Speech Scrabble, I will just tell you right now, it's going to be opposing intelligence checks and you will roll with disadvantage, <laughs> even if you cast Comprehend Languages to try and understand this. Baseman Behemoth um, Jibber Jabber describes it as a very rules heavy TTRPG and him explaining it you already are like this is too much for me right now this seems like it's gonna take maybe four to if we stop for snacks in the middle seven hours mm. I was thinking we could go for 12 if you guys don't get tired that sounds cool and honestly when I do save the world I really want to come back and play that with you <laughs> deal do you know any Kuatoa? <laughs> I think they're into that kind of thing. What's funny, guys? Yeah, I know. I don't feel that. Guys, (laughs) are there any games that are like a physical game? Um, more of an inside kid. Sorry. (laughs) I'll play catch, but that's not really a win or lose kind of game, you know? Gotcha, gotcha. Just kind of like a warm-up game. Maybe like a a game that requires like some wisdom, like a trivia game or something. Mm, We can play the I'm smarter than you game. I'm pretty smart. Okay, okay. If- I've messaged Bergen Smite and go, I think this guy might have, like, knowledge as deep as the cosmos themselves. Yeah, maybe this isn't a good idea. Maybe we can just play a dice game, a game of chance. Dice game sounds fun. Oh, oh, hold on one second. All three of the eyes had a glance toward the tunnel on the other side of the room, the one that's heading down away from this chamber. Huh. Visitors twice in one day? And coming from the Marfin door? I wish I would not have prepared some snacks. We could definitely play Baseman Behemoth right now, though. That's like a perfect number. Which way is the Marfin door? Oh, it's this one. Gestures over, like, air quotes, his shoulder uh, towards the opening that heads downward. Do you want us Still to on. check it out for you? Oh, no, I can do it. And its eyes, like, roll back as something occurs. There's like a warble of psychic energy, but you, you don't see anything here. Everybody give me perception checks. Does that warble of psychic energy affect Zola? Zola, you start to feel icky. Very, very icky. You start to feel, you look at your hands and they're, they're all clammy and wet. Should have taken a shower at Duke Angel Babies. You feel really, really dehydrated. Like you just want to hop right in the pool with... Uh, jibber jabber. Mm-hmm. Um, Stilton, do you want to go um fly off towards Marfin's door and maybe 
stealthily kind of fly over there and see if you can see who it is. And I just, as I'm saying this, casually walk forward and just slip into the pool like a hot tub. (laughs) (laughs) It feels so good. The kind of good that you're like, oh, I'm not leaving here. It's been a second. Yeah, but maybe we can get out of the pool. Yeah, you're kind of like right under this creature. Yeah. (laughs) Jibber jabber. I get a 23 perception. (laughs) 23 perception as still in sails over the room and down the tunnel that leads away from this space. You also listen, and I think, I'll say this, because Brigid, you hear this first before Stilton actually gets within range. You hear the sound of Jibber Jabber talking. It's very muffled. It's clearly very, very far away, even for your elven ears to hear. Um, So you can't make out the conversation, but it looks like he's kind of given the same spiel to another group of people. And as he's doing that, you see Stilton kind of slow down, flutter down, land on the ground of the stone cavern, begin to kind of crawl forward, um, looking at another sort of stone room. This one's much smaller, um, has a a smaller sort of pool, but very similar to the one upstairs, so to speak. And then there is an actual door imprinted into the wall. Stilton sees a variety of people. Stilton sees... 12 Omnimalum agents, two additional agents who look to be as Zola would describe. And I assume you're warging in, Zola, as you're like laying yeah. in the pool, Sana style. You're just like. <laughs> I am, I'm doing the same noise as I'm <laughs> I think that uh, Brigid's like holding Zola so that Zola doesn't sink deep into this I'm pool. just falling into the water. Like, <laughs> Smite, help me. Okay, she's just really slimy right now. Why is she so slimy? Yeah, it's gross and she needs to get out of here. Uh, Do you have anything for this? Yes. She looks ill. I cast Grace. Greater restoration on Zola. What level are you casting it at? Uh, fifth. The, the only one I can cast it at. You focus your energy into this, and you release this healing incantation, and the disease is not healed. You felt like it was possible, but it wasn't strong enough. Ooh, Whatever Zola is now him. dealing with is feel is getting a little bit more severe. And as she is sitting there, Zola, you warging into Stilton, watch as Stilton peers over and finally gets a full look at this group, spotting amongst them the small form of Plebo Underpaddle and the elegant, beautiful fuck, fuck, form fuck, fuck of Dean Flay Chantress. You cannot help but feel hypnotized by her beauty. Elegant as ever, her flawless makeup, eyeliner as sharp as her cheekbones, which themselves could cut diamonds, her gold-embroidered scarlet robes practically glowing. Though most alluring of all is the glittering pink diamond holding it all together. Beside her, the quivering and more fragile-looking Plebo um, is kind of nervously trying to keep his head down as you watch Jibber Jabber going... Hey, a group of you guys came in here earlier, and I said, you can't be coming through this door. You can't go through the guest door. And then when you're up there, we can play some games, you can have a good time. And you see Flay just rolls her eyes, and with a flick of her finger, this kind of illusion of jibber-jabber fades. And jibber-jabber... That wasn't very nice. Hey, you guys, get me out of here, but keep me wet. Um, I... Can I cast a spell? Uh, yeah, you definitely. Have I want to cast plane shift on all of us, not including Jibber Jabber. Plebo and Flay, good idea. Whoa! I mean, what? What are you doing? As you grab Smite's um, hand 
and you grab Gorgonzola and you start pulling her up, Smite helping you. We're going somewhere wet, right? Still Hopefully. In, still in. Well, you actually have control of this with plane shift. You get to choose what plane you are going to. Well, we're not going to the plane of water. <laughs> that sounds really nice right now, actually. No. I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, I get why, because you're looking slimy, but I don't think it's a good idea. Sorry, because I'm having a hard time prioritizing right now. <laughs> um, Can you can you get Stilton back here? Boof. <laughs> uh, give me a stealth check for Stilton. Okay. 19 for Stilton. 19, okay. And I'll, um, you know, do the bonus action, summon him back to me so he doesn't have to f- retreat physically. With exactly a 19, <laughs> Flay's eyes dart to the movement of the cave's mouth. <sighs> I thought you were studying abroad. And then you, <laughs> and <laughs> all teleport. Where are you plane shifting to? Where am I allowed to go? <laughs> Anywhere that you... I mean, normally you have to have a tuning fork attuned to the plane, but I'm going to say that for any of the Marfin planes, just being here and being present is enough to be attuned to it. So you can plane shift to any one of the rooms you've already been to, but it will be difficult for you to plane, plane shift to a plane that is not one of Marfin's. So, for example, going back to Feyfall might be a little hard. Mm-hmm. Going to the Plane of Fire or, like, the Plane of Water, that might be a little bit more challenging because normally you have to have something that connects you to that plane. Let's go back to Duke Angel Baby's room and let's figure out what's wrong with Zola. <laughs> you guys tumble out into this room. We not- keep fucking this room up. <laughs> knocking over some furniture. Oh, my arm! Uh, you guys all shaking your head, still in... Um, <sighs> reappearing with you. I left the Vox Seeker with Jibber Jabber. Um, that was very nice of you. <laughs> He's a nice man. Oh, they left me on the Okay, so that was like between uh, 12 and 14 of our enemies. Nice job, Brigid. I'm just gonna put my feet in the bath. Can I cast heal you on Zola? certainly can. Zola, you quickly run into the bathroom and run the water, hop in. Oh, that feels good. You look at your skin. It is becoming translucent and that sort of pale greenish color you saw on uh, Jibber Jabber. Okay, you're getting a little freaked out now. Um, Brigid? Um, Brigid, you run in. I'm having feminine issues. Could you come in here, please? <laughs> yes. That one's all you. <laughs> I, Stay out, Smite. <laughs> I'm really good at the this. The last thing I want to do is come in there right now. Don't look- say the last thing you want to do. That makes me feel terrible I'm about my so body. Sorry, I slam the door. <laughs> the spell, okay, so the spell also ends blindness and deafness and any diseases affecting the target. So I cast a six-level heal on Sola. That is exactly what you needed to cast. I'll read you the language of this um, effect right now so you guys can have it for your reference. A DC 14 constitution saving throw or becomes disease. The disease has no effect for one minute and can be removed by any magic that removes disease. However, after one minute, diseased creature's skin becomes translucent and slimy. The creature can't regain hit points unless it is underwater and the disease can be removed but only by heal or another disease curing spell of six level or higher. Ah! Whoa. <laughs> Sorry, Holy. I think I just needed to drink some water or something like that. You guys okay in there? I'm sorry, the way I said that earlier was inconsiderate. <laughs> I'm fine, thanks Brigid. Sorry, I'm using up all your spell slots. I don't care. That was the only way we were going to get out of that alive. I was honestly kind of like, 
I was coping really well with seeing someone as scary as Flay because I just really wanted to be in a pool. I'm glad that we followed <laughs> through the door. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that we followed Marvin's instructions on that. I do not think we were ready for a fight with her. Yeah, no. nope, nope. Definitely not as a slug creature. And here we are on a plane where we can rest. Chippajab <laughs> was a nice guy. Yeah, he seemed actually pretty chill, considering he was one of Marfin's guards. But how long do we think that he's going to be able to hold Fly? I also... I kind of feel bad for the guy now. I do too, and you did just cast recap on him, so is there a way that she can access that now? I mean, yeah, but I only... I mean, she knows much of, I think, what I would have showed him, which is... Except your real name, right? You also, I have a question about, yeah. um, would you have shown the crown? Because um, that is the yeah. only information that Flay would really be able to pull from Yeah, him. what I was trying to show Jibber Jabber was like, Marfin seeing me, taking me under his wing. Right, us, all like, those working moments. Working closely together, and then like him being like, find NP, find the crown, avoid Flay. Like his specific instructions, instructions. of commanding us through his mm-hmm. his like permission for us to pass through his mind. So not like, necessarily that we had it. Just the essentially the permission slip that you got from Marfin. Yes. Got it. Okay. It was a permission slip from Marfin. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you uh, know, yeah, she probably uh she would know my real name. But she would know my real name if she talked to many people. So I think she just calls you Bree Cam and Bear as a yeah. as a bit yeah. now. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit. <laughs> okay. Um so what's our plan? Are we going to stay here again? I or... open the door so I so can come in and I <laughs> slink down on the edge of the the tub and I'm just a little freaked out by that. Sorry about that, guys. I shouldn't have cast a spell on a sea creature. I don't think you could have known. I mean, none of us knew what the fuck that thing yeah. was. I, I still don't. Ah. Still might have been something wrong with Recap, maybe. <laughs> still and looks at you and and you get the sense and still it's like i think it was jibber jabber i don't think that was you <laughs> i'm gonna have to look at the runes for that one how do you feel do you guys want to keep pushing on i'm not hurt i mean i could if we want to take a short rest i could get s- some spells back but it's not necessary for me i'm okay i, I haven't really used anything we've thankfully been avoiding the vast majority of problems i did use s- some of my only higher spell slots. Right, yeah. Um, can I possibly just, because there's no time is passing here, right? Yeah, this is one of the frozen planes. Can I just get them back? Is that a big deal? To trance? Yeah. I mean, yeah, I just think Smite and I should probably stay up and watch out for the inevitable. Yeah. Or Trick, or Plebo. Or Flay. Or Flay. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, you know, the good news is that we've kind of consolidated our enemies, right? Most of them are together at this point. Yeah. I'll tiny hut us just as an extra layer of protection. Mm. Plane inside plane. That sounds good. Sounds good. (laughs) Sounds like a plan. Uh, You take the time to cast Ertz's excellent enclave. (laughs) It appears over you. Um, Brigid, you settle down into a trance. Memories of the past keepers flooding into your mind. Um, You see all of these moments throughout history where this powerful healing magic has been used, similar to what you have used now twice, greater restoration and heal. You start to understand this other side of your fire a little bit more. I mean, you already knew that you were a healer, but the power in the healing flames that you have, it's 
extraordinary. And you see many of the keepers in the past almost solely relied on that. There was, mm -hmm. there's definitely been kind of, Colorizing. Uh, yeah, there's like a um, dichotomy of different. There's some keepers who clearly were more on the burning side and others more on the cauterizing side. And you, as you arise, you kind of wonder which side you will be on. And during that time, <gasps> probably both. You see uh, Zola and Smite and Stilton and Pyre. Um, uh, you guys, you know. We're all crammed inside. Crammed the, inside the dome. Yeah. Staring at me. Staring at Brigadette. Okay. She meditates. Smite and I were practicing dragon chess in case we ever have to uh, beat Jibber Jabber. Uh, you keep absolutely destroying Smite, <laughs> who just keeps on focusing on the knight piece because he likes the way it moves and I that it's a knight. <laughs> dragon checkmate. I got you, you again. move in that direction. Yeah, good Wait, job. I thought it could move in like, oh, I win. Good morning, Brigitte. Call it home, bro. Oh, is that dragon chess? <laughs> oh. How did she do that? I used to play dragon chess middle all the time. That move's legal, though. Do you feel better? Yeah, just a little nervous, but we got to keep going. It's becoming a little bit uh, real. We should go. <gasps> the door to the Duke's bedroom bursts open, and the stone bricks that make up the wall there begin to crumble and pull backwards as space is torn, the inevitable's hand prying itself through. Judgment is inevitable. Everybody roll initiative. What? Are we still technically in the tiny hut? Yes, because it's only been four hours. Sick. So you just all, you all whip your heads, and you see this creature... Through the dome. Tear open. Is it impenetrable? <laughs> it I mean, is. it's gonna get sucked into the void, but like it kind of is. <laughs> it is a hundred percent. It cannot be broken through. It Creatures is an can't pass through it. Yeah, it is absolutely. Neither um, can spells or magical effects. Should we try and talk to him? Inside the space is comfortable and dry, which is funny. I like it. Specifies for Zola. Comfortable and dry. Dry now. <laughs> you really relish that for this moment. Sixteen. Seventeen. I'm so nervous. <laughs> Things are going poorly. Bad. <laughs> when, when we're just having casual conversation and Noah just goes, <laughs> I'm like, excuse me, I'm talking. Very rude of me, I know. We were playing a game. <laughs> me. We were trying to act like children. When you're coming up to you're the club. our youth. <laughs> 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 What I was doing did kind of look like a dance move, too. Do you think I could try and reason with it? Okay, here's the thing. The inevitable pulls itself through, and as it does, Zola's instinct is correct. A number of the pieces of furniture begin to rattle and slowly pull towards this opening, as even the air in here starts to... Like an airlock being broken. Um, it is actually going to be Smite's turn first. Smite looks at this creature, hand on his sword, he draws it and goes... Okay, um, so are we good in here, or should I do something about this, or are we running? <laughs> oh What's the plan, gang? Oh my god, he's so big. Um, can I glance back behind me and see, like, how far, I, you know, I don't really know. I guess we would have put it, like, beside the bed. Yeah. So how far from the door is, like, the exit to the hut? 
The only door that is to this room is the one that the inevitable just ripped off. You are about 15 feet from said hole in the wall where a number of things are getting pulled towards it. But the hut, as as you would assume, and as you know this magic, it is rooted there. There's nothing moot. And you guys don't actually feel that pull. You just watch as items are like bouncing off of you now. Um, Plane shift again? I mean, yeah, or I could try the conjuration shard, or we could try and wait it out and talk to this guy, because I think... He's not going to stop. Technically, we could sit here for like four more hours. Smite is going to just hold his action then, and I'll say it is Zola's turn. If you guys are going to, if you know, if you want to collab, you technically have almost the same exact initiative. You can act at the same time. I will yell out to the inevitable. Say the judgment is guilty. What's the punishment? Death. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it seemed death. like, it, I feel like it'd probably be death, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Is there any... Uh, penance. Like, say, if we give you these back, you stop. This creature can't... I can't return the beret or the cape, but we can give them the bracelet. The beret and cape are equally as important. No. <laughs> it has now... Just slamming over and over. Okay. It is shaking okay. it, but there is, it is not cracking it. It cannot get through. It doesn't have to spell magic. We could come up with a game plan. Yep. Uh, if you don't want to use plane shift, we otherwise... certainly could. Uh, this is horrifying. I mean, he's gonna keep he following does. us. What is? Uh, do we all need to die? <laughs> yeah, can just one of us die? <laughs> yeah, like fire or, or Stilton. <laughs> <laughs> the two familiars look at each other and then look at you guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying. You know, I'm just trying to figure something out. Still, and it's really important. This, the world rests on our shoulders, okay? Sacrifices have to be made. Aww. <laughs> uh, Smite, still looking at this construct, goes, Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. It seems like we have two ways out. One of them's plane shift, and the other one is through the hole. And I don't know where the hole's going to lead us to, but it's Listen, up to you if you want to take that chance. Happen. We're going to do that. I just, you know, if he's going to keep following us, then we should try and make it stop. Or if there's a way that we could trap him here or... <gasps> Oh my god, the casting time of Magic Circle is a minute, but like very rarely is there ever a situation like a this. Okay. Let's quickly Let's look at talk the about language, baby. <laughs> Let's talk about language. Ten foot radius, twenty foot tall cylinder. This creature is twenty one. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, he's twenty and a half. This is know. it is between large and huge in terms of size. You remember when you were climbing up it? I mean, it was almost like twenty feet, but that was with like its massive like sword and everything. And I choose one or more of the following types of creatures. Oh, let's hear the list. Mm. I don't think it's going to be any of him, so sad. Celestials, elementals, fey fiends, or undead. He's not celestial. He is a construct. I'll tell you what. Okay. This creature, though a construct, is celestial in origin. It was created by celestials. So there is celestial magic within it. And let's have Zola roll an arcana check to be able to fully, like, put piece together whether or not this is possible. Okay. I might have something, but I just learned the spell. I'm trying to remember. I'm flicking through the glossary in my brain of my spell tome. As this creature uses its like massive like stone sword to just <laughs> slam on the top of it. Arcana check is a 23. 23. You look at this creature, the way it's designed. You know that Marfin didn't build this. You know that this creature 
was created by something far more powerful, something far more divine. And as you're looking at it, you recognize that some of the language within the glyphs that line its many eyes is celestial. This creature, though a construct, is celestial in origin. And so, in theory, magic circle could contain it. Contain it for how long? It lasts for an hour. Um, so usually it's like to keep something out, but I can reverse it. I can elect to cause the magic of magic circle to operate in the reverse direction, preventing a creature of the specified type from leaving the cylinder, protecting targets outside of it. So us outside of it, we can't be charmed, frightened, or possessed. And then also the creature has disadvantage on attack rolls against us mm -hmm. and it cannot willingly exit the cylinder by non-magical means, and if the creature tries to use teleportation or interplanar travel to do so, it must first succeed on a charisma saving throw. Okay. I flip through the glossary of the textbook in my mind. Uh, big magic circle, and then we can take care of this in a more permanent way. And I will cast a fifth level magic circle. Whoa, is this your first fifth level? Yes. Whoa! I'm gonna reverse the magic so it is essentially trapping the celestial construct inside of it. It has disadvantage on attack rolls against us. It has to make a save if it wants to try and teleport or interplane our travel out of it. So I think just like a huge buffeting gust of like all of our power, like Brigid's crackling flame smites blue, like electric smoke and fog, Zola's green flame, all like circling and whipping around him and keeping him immobile. Brigid, uh, this is gonna last for about three hours. The room right. just, just light illuminating the space, a fusion of the blues, the reds, the oranges, and the greens that you guys all represent. Smite, looking at you. Mistra would be proud at this one. Okay, so he's here, and he can't go anywhere for three hours. Mm -hmm, so if you want to take another, you know, half of a nap, you could. Judgment but... is inevitable. Okay, you, you keep saying that, but I, I... Listen, what if Marfin said we could do this stuff. Like, we could leave and you didn't have to follow us. We have the permission slip. Yeah, we we do. It's just slamming its uh, sword upon this thing. It doesn't seem to be listening in any sort of meaningful way. Are we just talking to him? I was just trying to exhaust all of my diplomatic options before... Listen, if you won't listen to us... This thing is pretty much bound to hunt us, I think. Then I'll make you listen. And I cast a fifth level chaos. <gasps> You reach to the edge of Erza's excellent enclave, your hand touching the barrier as it feels the vibrations of this thing's sword slamming against it. And when it makes contact, there is a connection between you and its mind. What is the save? And then we will go into the command. It is a wisdom 19. 19, okay. This thing needs 10 or higher. You force this connection into its mind and you feel it rebound its will overpowering yours um at least for now the the spell doesn't seem to have taken effect though it is definitely mad that it cannot go anywhere you see it like like its sword is passing through the like powerful abjurative magic that zola has set up but you can see it slows every single time it does this normally unerring strike clearly given some room for error because of this ability did it work 
No. He seems PO'd still. Yeah, yeah. he seems pretty pissed. I hold mean, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you want to try it again? Do you yeah. have the juice? I have the juice. But the thing is, I'm saving a greater restoration for Marfin, so if I use it again, then I can't... I need to rest before I can heal him. True. That said, if we can't get to Marfin, we're never going to be able to cast Greater Restoration on him. That's a really great point. I try again. <laughs> again, you force this magical connection. It's going to roll a saving throw. I will use the cheese dice from our, on, our patron. Come on, roll for everyone. Roll for everyone. <laughs> this dice is so hard to see. I will use the I will use the Keegan die because everyone can see it. Judgment is inevitable. This guy's got authority problems. Really cool spell, Brigid, but maybe we should just make a run for it and be grateful for the two hours and 50 minutes. This is a really good idea, though. I think that we should keep this in our back pocket. If you don't want to try it one more time, then perhaps we can try and do this again next time we see it. I'm proud of you for trying. As you guys are having this conversation, I will also remind you that things are bouncing off this dome. Things are getting sucked in. Larger pieces of furniture. Now you see that the four-poster bed is slowly no. sliding towards the door. We bed. love sleeping here. The diary. <laughs> the diary flies fast. Oh, I didn't get to read it. <laughs> okay. One last try. I know this isn't going to do anything, but I think Smite and I just both reach out and put a hand each on Brigid's shoulder. You put a hand on Brigid's shoulder. Smite puts his hand as well. You guys focus your energies. Fuck. What was it? 16. It's worse and worse. Brigid knows it fails and doesn't even take a breath before she plane shifts everyone somewhere else. It's okay, you tried your best. You all disappear as there's this flare of conjuration magic. The dome falls, and the last thing you see is the massive stone sword swinging down at you as you reappear in a different plane. Where are you taking them? I want to send us to Grimalda Hexworth's room. Tumbling out once again on the ground of Marvin's child's bedroom. You guys... Ugh, roll the shoulders and begin to stretch, looking around. It is as you left. It's slightly ransacked from when you were in here, but you know, maintained the the fish all kind of looking now that they've seen you guys tumble in magically. Such a powerful foe. I mean, his magic abilities were like scary. So don't beat yourself up. You did so well, and honestly, if that worked, it would be game changing, and it could still work. Are you okay? I'm scared that. We don't have time to rest. He'll be trapped for three hours, and if you have to transfer four. We can risk it, but if, I mean. We risk it for the biscuit. I could cast non-detection on us if we think that that would hold him off for the last hour. I definitely think that maybe in three hours we cast non-detection so that wherever we're at, he can't find us. Great call. Just um, when you're starting to feel a little less sleepy, just, you know, give me a murmur and I'll cast it on us. Yeah. You are going to trans one more time? I think Brigid understands that wasting another four hours, or not wasting another four hours, but using another four hours to trance would probably be a little bit more risky than just trying to move on with the spell slots that she has. So I think that, um, listen, as much as I would love to get all three of those slots back, I think we should just keep trying to find MP. 
I mean, this is a good way to create some distance between us and the inevitable, who seems to be the only creature that can actually track us in here. So, yeah, we can. Well, you'll get rest again. I'll, we'll make sure of it. Definitely. Let's keep going. Okay. There's the fish again. This lionfish. I'm not going to use another spell to talk to it. Puts, Hi, fish. Puts a Hi. Fin, puts a fin on the glass. <laughs> Um, okay, I'll you look. You can understand f- me, can you? Check the closet door. I Should look I be jealous? That's mine. Don't uh, be jealous. She's in crisis. It's just the fish. Uh, never mind. Never it feels mind. really bad to use a bunch of high-level spells in a row and have none of them work. That's like very demoralizing. Yeah, yeah. You guys are gonna try another door and just go through again. Yeah. Yeah, I'll open up Kamala Hexworth's closet door. Okay, roll a d100. Okay, I'll roll the ten. I'll roll the hundred. One, two, three. 48. You open the door and reveal a beautiful green landscape, a picturesque emerald meadow with a lazy river, patches of forest. You see animals and strange magical critters, even an imp just fluttering along. An imp? You, Zola, recognize this from when you touched Stilton. This looks like wherever Stilton seems to go. This looks to be like the pasture that... he goes to when you you send him away you notice that these creatures are likely other familiars and this is a sort of paradise for them still and immediately is like ah, 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 is flapping around eyes with a light with recognition oh my god we're over the rainbow bridge oh my god you guys watch as still takes flight and soars over to the other familiars you see a, again a variety of different creatures all just like frolicking in this meadow flying amongst the trees or um, taking a dip in the river nearby can i do a perception check to see if i happen to see roquefort here i mean i don't know whether my mom is like conscious has him summoned or not give me a perception check dirty 20 looking for roquefort you scanning the environment around you which seems to be kind of you, it's almost like a sim, like clearly there's, it's the immediate garden around you that is this plane, and then beyond that it kind of just repeats and repeats. I bring my little horn off of my hip and, and <laughs> blow it. <laughs> Roquefort! Uh, you send out this call. Who's Roquefort? My mom's cow. Aww. He's you, like Stilton, but bigger. You look around. You don't see Roquefort, and maybe because your mother has already summoned them. Um, this is kind of like soothing for Zola to be like, okay, he's probably looking her. over her, yeah. Yeah, you, and you look around, you see a variety of other interesting things. You do see um, like a monkey familiar that has little wings on its back. You see a little bee that seems to be intelligently buzzing along and like speaking to other familiars. And, and you also see... Hiding amongst the bushes and trees in the darkness, the small, slightly reddish eyes of a raccoon. Is that? Bobby? It perks up and looks over. You see Stilton, who um, has like fluttered down on a branch and is like having a full on conversation with some of the other owl and bird familiars. (laughs) Here's you say Bobby and like looks and looks down and immediately recognizes. Bobby, the raccoon familiar of Trick. Brigid, do you think that you could speak with Bobby? What if, what if this could be something that maybe brings Trick's mind back? You know, what if seeing Bobby would 
remind them. Everyone's looking at me very sadly. I, th- I think that you're right. I think there's something to that. But how would we bring him with us? Yeah, I don't know. Can you stack familiars? <laughs> I mean, how does Stillen work? Like, does I know, how does Pyre work? Do they stay around forever? Like, what's the deal? Do they have a time limit? Can I, like, uh, bend down and, like, put my kind of fingers out for Bobby? Like, smush them together a little? Like, Give me an animal handling check. We, we never get to use that because we're not dealing with a lot of animals. But Zola, I think, has pretty good animal handling. I do. 23. Slowly but surely, first the nose peeks out. Then squinting a little bit in the bright light of this plane, Bobby slowly crawls out. Looks... A little gaunt, definitely, despite having a bounty around them, is probably not eating as much as they should. Um, crawls out, looking around fearfully, and kind of again is very low to the ground looking at you, and comes about, I'm going to say, 15 feet close to you. You guys have like 15 feet between you. I'll put some cheese down on the ground. Bobby, I, I saw your friend. Slowly, still, cautiously comes up, snatches the little cheese with its little hands and <laughs> gobbling it, looking at you very suspiciously. Stilton, do you speak raccoon? Brigid? Ha! What, you, what would you like me to say? <sighs> I don't can, know. He can understand you. Bobby, your owner? Mama? Papa? Person? I I think they might need you. Would you want to come with us and help us look, or are you happy here? Give me another animal handling check. This is flat. Mm-hmm. Um, I, would... I kind of gesture to like me and Smite and Brigid, and Stilton comes and lands on my shoulder, <laughs> and I kind of gesture back. You see Stilton gives like a sort of nod trying to encourage Bobby. Nice. 24. Finishes the cheese. Licks each one of its fingers. Takes a step towards you. Then another step. Approaching ever so slowly. Takes almost like a full two minutes for them to get all the way to where your feet are. We both have to yell at Smite to, stand, to stay still. Don't move. These creatures, they, they tear through move. the trash cans of the sprawl. They're vicious. <laughs> Stop. It's not like that. You guys wait till finally Bobby sits down before you guys, looking up, eyes again, still slightly tinged red, eyeing you all, still in flutters down and you see Bobby kind of flinches a little bit but they go back and forth in a sort of animalistic language until Bobby nods and still in nods as well and flies and goes back onto your shoulder Zola yes Zola I'm worried I messaged Brigid what's up I'm worried that if we bring him with us He'll just do whatever he can to help Trick, which includes endangering the crown and includes endangering us. Maybe just the thought of him 
or this memory of him. Next time we have trick, you can show it to her. I, I, I so want this to be easier and I want you, I'm not saying this because I mentioned, you know, before that I would kill trick. I don't feel that way anymore. I hurt. I hear you. I just want us to be as careful as we can right now. I'm sorry. I think Trick finding us is inevitable. So it's maybe just whatever tool we can have when he does. And if this can wake them up, yes, I want Trick. I am including Smite on this, by the way. <laughs> As you say, Smite the entire time is kind of slowly but surely getting lower and lower and fishes. It only has one hand, so uses the one hand to fish out um, some some Doritos. <laughs> and goes, I've been saving these. I wasn't going to have them anymore because I'm kind of off them, but I figured. Offers the bag to That's Bobby, really who sweet. takes it and goes, <laughs> and just shoves the whole, even the, the plastic and everything into itself. <laughs> Yes, I want Trick to be okay because of my own personal feelings and failings. But also, Trick knows Lord Tenderdick. Lord Tenderdick might know a lot about the shard. There are a lot of dragon chess pieces on the table right now. And if Bobby can help take Trick's piece and bring it onto our side... Maybe that's the move that turns the table? Sure. Listen, I I consider that. I don't disagree. I'm also worried that seeing Bobby won't do anything for her. Well, I've not been doing anything for her in general this is at least something I understand where you're coming from I mean Brig is right it's a total gamble this could backfire but it also could go really well if you guys think it's putting you in danger then I totally understand and uh, we can come up with something else I suppose let's see if it's even possible to bring another familiar with us I'll offer my little arm down to Bobby if he maybe wants to, like, hop up. You did roll very well on those animal handling checks. Uh, You see Bobby kind of slowly approaches your hand and looks to Stilton and Stilton nods nods encouragingly. And so Bobby grasps onto it. You're, You're so strong and your arm is so big that literally Bobby just wraps themselves around your arm and just is like... Looking around, uh, again, kind of squinting their eyes because it's just so bright out here right now and they're clearly a more nocturnal creature. Mm -hmm. Smite, you've always wanted a pet, right? Yeah, I mean, I never thought it would be the little garbage rats that... I stopped Bobby in Smite's arms. It's a quick mauling as it's like a cloud of smoke and claw scratches um, before finally um, Smite with one arm is holding Bobby out and Bobby panting seemed to calm down a bit and he goes you know i i i honestly kind of get it my i feel a kinship with this creature you have to feed him and take him out because we're not going to do it for you 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, sure. Yeah. I mean, how long is how long is Bobby going to be in my stewardship? Probably not so long. Enough. Yeah, 100%. Why are you looking like that? Why are you I'm closing your eyes? I just cl- cl- I'm I'm meditating. Meditate. Okay. Yep. Okay. Brigitte's meditating because she disagrees with my decisions. <sighs> well, let's uh, what's the plan? Are we are we chilling here or whatever? What's the deal? Well, I mean, I check the watch. You check the watch. In the time you've gotten here, probably spent maybe like 15 minutes or so tops. Time here moves much slower than the material plane, meaning more time is passing the longer you stay in there. I think we should keep moving. Brigid, thanks for hearing me out. Yeah. I, I give Bobby a little shh, shh, shh. Leans into it a little. Seems a little wary of you guys, but is cautiously allowing for the affection um, as Smite kind of brings them in and is holding under one arm. All right. Do you think that Trick can't call him anymore because she's undead now? I think that might be the case. She still seems to have her magical weapons, which I think is what her like misty step is connected to mm-hmm. just from what i've seen give me that emotion give me an arcana check i feel like not one whenever they go to disappear i notice they brandish their weapon mm-hmm. yeah i think that that's probably the most you can glean from it they've showed that they can use some magic but it's difficult to tell to what extent and i think with a nat one, it's just impossible to know whether or not they they it must are choosing be the not to. Only or only reason why they haven't called Bobby back. Maybe they just have no connection to that part of themselves. Mm. I mean, I tried to jog their memory with the feather. I just think um, maybe it was too soon. Mm-hmm. But I think that it, it might work if someone did it more delicately than I do. I really fuck up social things sometimes. There's a whole degree you can get to do, you know, therapy and stuff. It's not your fault that you didn't, that you tried and it hurt. You know, yeah. we're trying our best. This is why I'm bound for academia. <laughs> Shall we? Let's. Yeah. <laughs> you guys turn around. The door that you guys came in from is in, it is set into one of these larger trees. Mm-hmm. So you approach it and you take one last look at Familiar's Green, the home of all familiars, <laughs> um, as you re enter the mansion. 38. The door opens to a small room. 30 by 30 feet by 30 feet with a single exit on the opposite side similar to the debt collector's room between you and it is a large tabby cat sphinx with gray black stripes and a pink nose just resting peacefully amongst a number of fluffy stuffed animals and cat toys there's a light snore coming out of her massive head um and as you stare at her just like the door open staring at this massive cat just stirs a little bit but doesn't wake nope (laughs) (laughs) shut the door she was so cute though yeah, probably yeah. good. Hey, no more animals, okay? <laughs> you feel, We've you got feel okay, man? room for one more on the crew. <laughs> yeah, big cat. That wouldn't cause problems. Oh my god, there's six of us now. <laughs> what did you almost just call me? No, nothing. Nothing. Brigid. I almost called you Brigid with a B. Right. I messaged Smite. Did you just call Brigid by another chick's name? I almost called her Babe. I just, <gasps> just kind of almost slipped out. 
Zola starts person. laughing out loud. Still, what you, the whole point of a message is that it's secret. I'm closing the door. <laughs> you close and reopen it. Go ahead and roll D100. <laughs> Seventy-eight. You open the door and are hit with a gush of water as you cling to it. It's stinging your eyes. You look. This is the other It's the plane of water. It's the plane of water. Close it. Give me a strength check. With all of us. Everybody, roll a strength check, including okay. Bobby. Bobby is. Bobby, Make yourself useful. Bobby scrambles inside of um, Smite's outfit and is screaming. He's oh, oh, he's oh, scratching my oh. chest. <laughs> He's burrowing like one of those tor- terrible rat tortures. God. Brig is so thrown off by the fact that she thinks that she just heard somebody say babe and she got a six. I got a 17 with my bonus. I'm also thinking about how Smite just called Brigid babe. And I'm like, am I a third wheel now? Because <laughs> I invited them. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Bobby is just sowing the seeds of discord. <laughs> um, Pyre as well. Um, let's actually, I think everyone is going to be contributing to the strength check. So you can roll an athletic check for Pyre as well. It's just going to be adding Pyre's Wait, strength. Wait, it's athletics or just a strength Strength check? is athletic. So yes, it's athletics. Uh, I rolled a five, but it's a plus seven. And I only did a plus two because I was doing my modifier. Ah, so my... you actually got a 12. Yeah. Okay, so. So I'll roll for Pyre. So 12 from you, a 17 from Zola. A 17 from Smite. 21 from Pyre. And a 21 from Pyre. Wow, Pyre really has this on Really pulled that average up, my friends. The oxygen, uh, fire, water. Pyre just really does not want to be underwater again. That was really, really <laughs> bad for them. Some really kind of bad. suction business happened. DC 15 to close this door. You guys rolled on average a 16. Oh so my God. you managed to shut Yikes. it. <laughs> um, already, you see that there was the potential of actually flooding this plane entirely because of how much water poured out of this door at once. It, I mean, like it flows down and carries into the river and you watch as you know, some of the animals scurry away. If you had just left this door open, this place would have definitely filled with water. We've like introduced uh, manta rays and manatees into the familiar pool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you see. They're just always here. They don't leave. You see some of the fish that um, like spilled in roll into the river where other familiars that are nautical creatures kind of greet them and are like what's up man That's you join the river a crane chain. a crane familiar comes down <laughs> eats it just flies, flies away. away nature is beautiful okay <laughs> shall Let's we try again bobby you sure you want to come 11 you open the door and reveal a cool wet tunnel of what can only be described as a like sewer system you see it kind of leads about 30 feet forward before splitting off you hear the sound of running water so it it's very very close to the sewer system that you remember underneath Paddlewick. Mm-hmm. it doesn't stink of sewage thankfully it just is kind of that damp cave-like mustiness um you don't necessarily see or hear anything else but at least looks calm compared to everything else timepiece brigade mm-hmm. i check Time here moves slower than the material plane. So it's moving faster. This plane you have opened into is moving at the same rate as Familiar's Green, meaning you're losing time the longer you stay here. Mm, 
I mean, it doesn't stink of poo here, but also we're losing time. <laughs> Good pro. Pro con, we're losing time. Starting pro, it doesn't smell no like poo. No. I'm trying to be positive. We've had a rough day. Does anyone feel like we're having a rough day since we woke up? I agree. I mean, we could. Here's the thing. It, you know, we lose time here, but we do have at least some time. We could try and move through it, or we can retry the door. It's up can to you. Can we just do a perception right. check and see, like, what's around us? Can I? Like, yeah. Smite, stay by the door, keep it open. I'm going to run 30 feet and see if I, what I can see. You run forward, your feet hitting the cold, slick stone of this passageway. You like reach the end, and that's where you know it splits off into two tunnels in different directions. You look left, and you look right. Uh, you see a channel of water below you that runs the full length, and you see that the tunnels continue to split off in different directions from here. I mean, what if this is somewhere where NP is just hopelessly lost? What does it look like down there, Brigid? Give me a perception check, Brigid. Just the sound of water gurgling and the dripping of the occasional droplet. I walk backwards 15 feet and I just yell for MP. MP! Are you here? Echoes for quite a little bit. Are you gonna like wait or are you just like turning the moment? I think we all just. Wait, like, bated breath for maybe 30 seconds. I keep backing up as I... <laughs> How long do you think you wait? We could... No more than 30 seconds. Okay. You wait for 30 seconds, no response. I could cast Locate Object. I mean, that's only a 1,000 feet, but... Yeah. I'll cast... Locate object on the crown. We you, have it. You have the crown. <laughs> it glows in your pocket. <laughs> I don't know why my brain was like, trick was fake, so the crown was fake, and MP has the real crown. Like, yeah. That's actually a decent way of it confirming the crown, honestly, actually, yeah. to do that. We've actually not like confirmed that this item is the crown. Yeah. Do, you, just be... do you confirm? Are you actually casting locate object to check that? Or? Um, well, before you've let us trade objects would you let me do that or not yeah you know what i'll let you trade objects you focus in and ding you feel a ping the crown is definitely on your oh, person right, right I now i was just thinking about okay yeah. um, correct correct crown i cast locate object on ambledorth's almanac okay you focus i think np would have kept this on her at least i hope your mind opening up as you connect to this plane you do not get any pings at least not within a thousand feet Mm. But it's hard to tell whether or not this plane is bigger than that. I could keep it up and we could take over the next room. Yeah. Okay. By the way, really refreshing to cast divination spells now. Good job. Thanks. Really great work. I Come mean, back at first level there. Your spell casting is only better. I don't think MP is here. Zola, you the a part of you really wants to stay here because of the it's like a remnant of the slimy disease that you had you're like ooh it kind of is nice in here right? yeah, I think I'm like thoroughly repulsed and like looking to be in like a dry arid I'm the like, total reverse I could hit a plane of fire whenever you guys wanted to yeah let's try let's try the door again I don't think at least um if NP is here I don't 
have an end to that sentence. Well, you, we called out to her, right? I mean, yeah. how, I don't, how, how does sound work? Just keeps echoing, right? right. Probably would eventually reach Unless her. she's incapacitated. We probably shouldn't think too carefully about this. There's a hundred rooms. The probability, I can't even think about it anymore. Let's try another door. Close. Open. 93. 93. You open the door and reveal a wide, almost half-hexagonal space with a number of shelves packed with armor, artifacts, potions, weapons, and other magical items. Another one of Marfin's locations, though clearly much further from the original in Aurelia. Here you see tieflings with skin colors that range from a full gradient of a sunset, moving throughout the space, talking to various quicklings as they do their work. The door to this actual shop opens on the other side and a beautiful city with curved wooden roofs, a long river lined with blossoming cherry trees, more tieflings going about their day as it closes, another one walking in. You must be somewhere far south of Emeralia. It reminds you, at least in the skin tone, you think of Captain Styx and you think of how she was originally from the Ashender Isles. And as you are kind of gawking at this door wide open <laughs> you all scooby-doo style as you said you do peeking in um a quickling mm -hmm. zips up to you taking note can i help you hi zola brigid smite friends of marfin looking for him seen him lately blossy nice to meet you um no he stopped by uh probably a few a week or so ago he t told us to keep business as usual but if anything weird happened uh, you uh, how did you get here keep up the great work should we go Wait, where? What's happening? What? What do you know? Marfin just told us to keep an eye out and business as usual. But is he okay? He's not okay. Business not as usual. We're trying to find him. Things are dire. If you see him, tell him we're looking for him and come find us. All right, I'll do that. Um. Anything else, Ola? And we hope he's feeling more like himself. I'll pass along the message if I see him. Um. Do you have? Any potions in your hands? Yeah. No, my... I... Hold on. Zip, zips away and zip, zips back. Is carrying now, like, a bunch of different potions. Um, what are you looking for? Give me all of them. Let's go. <laughs> hold on. Here's I'm, some of Marfin's money from the storeroom. Hold on. Let's get a hold. I need to ring you up. Hold on. Starts putting them on the counter. Keep the change. You fill the animal. <laughs> How much money are you giving? Um, I'll, I'll give the 500 gold that I had pulled from, uh from Marfin's room that I had reimbursed myself <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> did you reimburse yourself or did you use your mage hand and not be able to pick up the coins? I can't remember <laughs> if you actually got money or you didn't. I'm I reimbursed sure you, myself. Yeah, you okay. took the time to reimburse. Yeah. Um, you can get... It, we're all just giving each other the same $5. The same 500 gold <laughs> back and forth. Um, okay, you can get 10 standard healing potions, which are just like the, like, um, I think it might be like, 2d4 plus 4 or whatever you could then from there kind of goes up you can get like 5 of I think greater and then I, I have to look up the prices but essentially 5 greater 5 greater each mm. come on, come on Noah, quickly the world's gonna end Marvin's in trouble <laughs> that doesn't mean we can't have good business um oh, oh I, I am a Marfan of Marfan <laughs> that is not the promo code in this area. I'm fuck, so sorry. <laughs> I'm a Marfan of Marfan. <laughs> Saying it with my accent I doesn't am a count. Marfan of Marfan. <laughs> that's closer. Oh, uh, it's great crack at Marfan's. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's actually it. What's the crack at Marfan's? <laughs> the greater, uh, I'll say this. You use the promo code, you're a friend of Marfan. He can give you 
this and this is like a steal in uh-huh. in like I mean these are supposed to be five hundred each actually. I mean, it's an employee discount. It's an employee discount plus using the other discount, you can get I'll say five greater healing potions. You drive a hard bargain, but it's a great business and I'm happy to give back. I can't say it's small, but it's a great business. Hey, listen, your money goes straight to me and the other employees of the store. Great. Marfin doesn't fan. really take a cut, so don't worry about it. You want to take three and I'll take two? Mm-hmm. You guys split up those potions. I'll Greater healing. One. Oh, yes. Smite will take one as well. Um, Brady right. holds three and Smite and I hold one. It's about the division of oh, responsibility. Oh, I have two. I have two. <laughs> it's about the responsibility in this group. I have two. You have two. Smite has one. Okay. Okay, okay. Um, are you guys going back in? Yes. You see this quickling goes, well, um. Oh. Yes. Sorry to cut you off. No, it's fine. Uh, you haven't seen a girl with, like, golden eyes? She hasn't come through here, has she? You're talking about NP? Yeah. No, she hasn't passed uh, through okay. here, no. Last time I checked, she was at her cottage, but, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know if that's... Nope. Got it. All right, well, wish you luck. Um, please, if you come back, come through the normal way, because that's disorienting to have someone just barge in from behind you. I do Why is it so to? disorienting? What's wrong? Why is it bad? What do you mean? You tell me. If you were on a place of business and someone just burst in from the back room, would that be normal to you? Okay, I didn't know if it was for a different, bigger reason. Hey, yeah, don't talk down to her, jerk. Okay, I didn't like that. Are you going to call the cops on us? Yeah, who are you going to call the cops? I might actually call the cops. I mean, there's a decent police force here. Hey, 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 hey. I was just, I was curious. You were curious. We were curious together. And now we're leaving. Sorry, we're all on edge. It's my bad. the interior decor in here. Sorry, Spike. (laughs) You look great today. (laughs) Yeah, you look wonderful. I'm so sorry. Uh... You guys are an odd bunch. I can't... I mean, the people Marfin's employing these days. Go. Go. You guys head back through the door. Thanks, Blimey. <laughs> it was Blossy. <laughs> <clears throat> As the door <laughs> opens and you walk into Marfin's parlor, the back room of Marfin's. This is a direct link from there. So when you guys, like, came in, the door closed behind you, you reopen it, and you actually walk into the first room that you entered into. You see the crackling fireplace. You see that things have definitely been shuffled around a little bit. It looks like perhaps another group of Omnimalum agents must have come through here. They might have, like, turned over some things. What would you like to do? I mean, should we... I'm sure the Omnimalum has completely uh, wiped most of anything of import out of here. But, I mean, the first time they missed his globe... Is his globe still here? Do I see it? You see it, but it's not moving anymore. It's no longer Mm -hmm. doing, like, a turn. It looks like it's stopped in place. I'm just wondering if Marfin has anything that's, like... Picture yourself as Marfin, right? I close my eyes. You're too busy to go check in on your stores every day. I'm too busy to check in on my stores every day. Check in on all your planes every day. Check in on Jibber Jabber. I mean, he's got to have some sort of, like, if it's not the globe, some sort of way of checking in on things. Or does he just scry on people? Didn't he have, like, an orb inside of that room that you saw him in? Yeah, if we could get to that room, I think that's where Marfin is. wonder if we can... You you have your locate object up still. Yeah. Hmm. Like, that globe is so powerful all the time. Maybe they broke it, though. Can I just go kind of, like... I just, like, spin it around once and see if it, like, activates it all. It spins, but you think that it might have been dispelled. The magic from this object has been somehow removed. 
Okay. That's yep. a shame. Let's keep doing this manually. Walk across the room, past the crackling fireplace, and open the door. Roll a d100. Before I, we, when you walk past the fire, I notice the fire is always burning. Mm-hmm. Can I, like, examine it in some way? Sure. Uh, you get close. Again, you don't feel the heat like other people. It doesn't burn you, so you're able to get pretty close. Uh, I guess, what are you trying to do? Roll a perception check, or how are you interacting with the fire? I mean, perception would be a plus 11, but I think I'm really... Oh, insight is also... Oh, I want insight onto if this fireplace is like a magic place to teleport using magic. I think that's going to be an arcana check. Right. If it's like create bonfire or if it's like some kind of illusion something illusion or like uh i guess like when we walked past it i was like this is like an ever-burning fire like this is a magical fire in some way no one's here like making this fire go can i um help yeah you can give the help action uh or you can both roll separately whatever you prefer i'll uh i kneel down next to brigid and start investigating it too i feel drawn toward it like it's magical Mm -hmm. it's clearly magical so maybe it's like an entrance to another room brigid stick your hand in it um, I just got a 10. You said Arcana? Unless you interact with it in a different way. Like, a perception check, I think, could, in theory, be done, but you'd have to get pretty close to it. Like, I stick your head in it or something, oh, I really? I mean, I for sure want to, like, stick my hands in it. Yeah, what's your total with the perception check? I rolled a 5. So, if I'm adding 11, that would be 16. 16. You get close to it. Your instincts were correct. This is definitely magical in nature. I mean, it's been ever burning this whole time. And as you get really, really close, there is a small point within the fire that's like a swirling little pilot light almost. Can I touch it? You touch the flames completely unharmed. You and Smite Zola, you guys are like, what the fuck? She just reaches into the fire. And as you do, you kind of feel a pulling sensation as your finger touches into the light. It's a strong pull. Smite, close that that door and everyone hold on to me. Smite closes the door. Are you sure? You're burning up, Brigitte. But I put my hand on her arm. Pyre, with me? (laughs) Bobby, at this point, is curled up on Smite. And he goes, Bobby looks a little nervous at this. Bobby, you're going to have to get used to it. Still in. Ha! Ha! You see Bobby, like, begrudgingly, like, go limp in Smite's arm <laughs> um, as Smite um, comes over, hauls Bobby onto his shoulder, and then puts his arm onto you. And you push in to this pilot light, and you guys all... <laughs> Tumble out onto sizzling ground, smoke filling your lungs. You look up a sky of (coughs) fire and smoke. You are back on the plane of fire. A little on on the nose, Marfin. (laughs) (coughs) Where are we? You look around. There's no civilization that you see of. It looks like Marfin just kind of created this sort of connection to perpetually feed the flame here. Um, oh, this is just a random spot. So much more irresponsible than just casting create bonfire and then like putting a time stop or something on that. This yeah. is insane. This is truly, I mean, he's. 
Honestly, He's you gotta give it to him. Rocker. That's cool. This is an abuse of power. This is cool. <laughs> he said he's not a friend of magic. <sighs> Shit. There's no doors. You look around. There doesn't seem to be any doors. Hmm. Sorry, guys. Well, it's different than where we were, at least. It's putting us further from the inevitable. Would I kind of know... Um, Trying to navigate here? Yeah, I want to. With my, Since my keen mind, I always know what's north. Would I kind of maybe know historically like where on the plane the city of brass lies versus the creator forge? Like, give myself some kind of context. Trying to a, get, like, orientation. Yeah. yeah. Give me... Hmm. Hmm. I guess you can either give me, yeah, give me a history check, actually. That's, I think, the, probably the best way for you to both tap into your memory and also your just general knowledge of this plane. Could I check the watch? You check the watch, and just like in other areas of the plane of fire, this place moves faster than the material plane. I got a 10 on my history. I don't see any landmarks. The one thing you do glean is that, like on other planes, there doesn't seem to be a magnetic north. You mm. do know that just based on where you are, you like look around, one part of the horizon is just a wall of flame, um, which you remember. Uh, and then the kind of, I mean, again, there's not really north or south here, but south of you, so to speak, look to be a mountain range of like volcanic mountains. Can I feel like which way the all fire might be? Oh, good call. Interesting. Give me a check using your wisdom modifier. Yeah, Pyre, do you know which way is home? <laughs> and Pyre will give you advantage on this also because Pyre is also connected here. <gasps> Nat 20. Nat 20. Pyre and does like the point thing that dogs <laughs> do um, and is kind of pointing towards that wall of flame that is ever further on the horizon. So it... it Too far? Pyre kind of looks to you, Brigid, and looks back at the flame. You get the sense that you're not exactly close to it. How many hours journey? Day's journey? I don't think Pyre has a strong enough sense of time to truly know how long it would take for you guys, especially knowing that you guys have, a, one, a multitude of different magical powers you can use. Yeah, Pyre is kind of like, I can just, I can definitely point you where you need to go. Even if, like, Pyre knows that that way is home, like, if we end up at the, it's just a long, yeah, it's a, it seems like a long hike. Yeah. Plane shift? Plane shift. Sorry, Brigitte, to make you keep doing no, this. No, I but fucked up. The conjuration. I just, we should have just gone through the door. No, it was a good call. What if that was like a secret, secret door? Exactly. Well, it kind of was, but a bad one. I mean, it's definitely. Here's the thing: if we ever find ourselves back there, that's a go-to way to escape there without having any sort of like path to lead anyone to us, right? Like a door. Everyone, if you look at a door, everyone's gonna know that's where they went. But if we didn't use the door. Right. They and won't it's know. At least kind of safe here. So I'm just glad we're in a safe spot together. We yeah. We have allies, right? You, you, you've been here before. You, you said you have friends. Oh, you came with me. We came together. Oh, I meant when you were here with your friend Erza. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just mean that the last time we came, we, there was dolls and stuff of me. So. Yes, you're definitely popular here. Yeah, they guys, seem... guys, I use my plane shift. I don't have another seven level spell until I go to sleep. Oh. Okay, no worries. Should we, do we st start walking or what do you think? Uh, can we? I 
could try to use the shard, but it's probably going to be the last time. Okay, here's here's a here's another idea. Maybe can we? It's time is moving faster elsewhere. We have a lot. We have more time here, which is a good thing. Let me trance. Let me get all my spell slots back. I'll plane shift again. Save us time instead of we could enclave again in case there are more magmen or anyone nefarious. So you don't want to come across. I don't know. I don't want to make you sit and watch me meditate. But I. Don't mind resting here. I can. Erza's excellent enclave us doesn't cost me anything to buy us. But I will say that if we do that same situation with the inevitable is going to inevitably show up in, you know, two ish hours. I mean, uh, Brigitte, if you think that you need it, I think it's worth it. There's no I mean, I don't know how time works here whatever that shit but if time's moving faster here and you know this inevitable guy's going through planes where time moves slower or you know the same then there's probably some delay right like yeah, i don't really know how all that affects him but <sighs> if anything it won't be able to get to us in Erza's enclave we know that so if it does show up then we pull the same trick over and over until it works. I think it's a good trick. And it'll definitely work at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, honestly, this is a great plan. One of our best yet. Right, guys? And looks to all the familiars who nod encouragingly, <laughs> though um, though a bit wary. Smite speaking with the animals. We should definitely rest. <laughs> okay. I feel so in tune with nature. Pets Bobby who scratches. Ow, okay. Yep. Can uh, still I learning. send Stilton up to do... Um, just a lap around us and make sure that there are no enemies within like 10 minutes of kind of running into us. Sure. Give me a perception check for Stilton. As Brigid, you settle down, cross your legs, and begin to trance. I think Brigid's feeling like she keeps messing up today. She doesn't say that, but I think that she's just feeling bad. All these good ideas, not really good enough. Mm. Ooh. 21 for Stilton. You through Stilton's eyes, get a quick glimpse of your surroundings. At least not close by, you don't see any movement. I mean, I think that unless Stilton goes further in one direction, he won't get a good read on, like, let's say, the mountains or, like, the deep desert that is before you. But there's, yeah, there's no ambush set up around you. So uh, do you still have locate object up? Mm, I'm going to say at this point it's probably faded. I can cast it again. For a door, who knows... Some doors are hidden. Yeah. Do you think I should maybe wait until you stop trancing, though? If we're going to start to look for a door, just because it's a thousand feet. True. And if we might have to start. Okay. Just because I'm not going to get... I used my arcane recovery. You're right. Never mind. No worries. Good call, though. Just trying to think of everything, I guess. I was going to say maybe Smite or I could... If you want, we could try and explore a little bit while one of us stays with you. No, let's just all stay in one place. Okay. Okay. I agree. Bring it. There's so much pressure on us right now. I know, I feel it. But, um... It's okay. Your spells are so fucking cool. You gotta teach me some of those. <laughs> Yayas, what is that? I start rifling through Brigid's bags. Oh, wait, you don't have a spell book. Sorry. Seriously, <laughs> your magic is so powerful. And Shh, she's trying to meditate. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, but yeah, if you just have a like a diagram of that somewhere. I'll, I'll write it down for you on a post-it after this. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the post-it just says, like, 
prey to nature. This is nothing to me. <laughs> Garbage. <laughs> they always want you to show your work in college. That's the problem. <laughs> Just the answer. It You're not allowed help. to write prayer. <laughs> <laughs> So weird that she makes that noise every time. Um, so you guys spend four hours here, trancing, keeping watch. Let's just, I guess, roll a d20 for me, Zola. Cool. See if, you know, we'll, it's just a luck check. We'll mm-hmm. say 11 or higher, no one comes across the dome. 19. Okay. For the four hours that you guys spent kind of nestled amongst some rocks and Big flame... Time. Um, you, you guys came out from like, there are crags of black rock. That's almost like charcoal throughout this entire landscape. You guys came out from like, what looks to be a tiny crack of one where there's some, like some magma spilling on the ground. So you guys, um, position yourselves there, much more comfortable temperature within the dome. Um, take your rest, <laughs> dry, and dry and comfortable. And after four hours, you, the dome has AC. It is. It's much cooler in here. It's significantly more comfortable than mm-hmm. the outside world. I leave it up as Brigitte is kind of coming out of her trance. How are you feeling? Better. Let's fucking go. Okay. I tried praying. I'm not. I don't know if I'm doing it right. Mm. Did you try praying to nature? Oh. Yeah, you gotta pray to nature. I tried doing it once, but I keep on thinking of Mistra. That's clearly where I'm getting my stuff. <laughs> I guess it's personal. <laughs> 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 Brigitte just starts laughing and casts plane shift. Um, you guys plane shift as Bobby is like sifting through your bag for more cheese. Zola, you guys all disappear. I like gave Bobby all the cheese. We're out. Just <laughs> ah! <laughs> angrily howling at you. Guys, we might have to make a pit stop. Oh, uh, where are you? Where are you teleporting? Oh man, there's nowhere safe. <laughs> As Brigid starts casting plane shift and we're all scrambling to get our bags together, can I also um, raise my speaking stone to my lips? And having made a bunch of calls from the plane of fire, I know how it works. I dial um, now what is Derbyshire's cell phone number and say, what ship? <laughs> Very smart. <laughs> so it's going to come in as like, what ship? <laughs> a nice normal speed. <laughs> Um, as you, where are you plane shifting to? I think the opposite of this fiery hot place. I want to go to the Alpine guest room. You guys crash into this guest room. That landing is not getting any easier. You knock over the side table, crash into the wardrobe. Better every time, Brigitte. <laughs> you perfectly land on yep. the bed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, as you guys breathe easy once again out of trouble you get a call back zola hello you guys mind if i take this your ship the feral free the one you stole from me that was admiral grossnots so are you having a phone call right now yes you're being rude (laughs) where did you even get ciceros and captain sticks from they weren't on the ship who has the ship Who's on the ship? What ship? Captain Sticks. Captain Sticks is with you. I just got the girl. Yes. Of course. You're right. I'll call you later. I'm getting more suspicious. No, you're not. (laughs) (laughs) So he just has Ciceros? Yeah, he just has Ciceros. I assumed that the whole crew was with her. What the fuck? Why Why would they take just her? 
I'm perturbed. But Cicero's must have had Captain Styx's sending stone on her, which I guess would have made sense if she was sending me a cheeky little late night sending call. She must have gotten captured, but somehow Captain Styx got, got away, away with the ship and is now coming, coming back. 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 But alone. Good. I wanted to help. No. She's you're, not supposed to save my girlfriend without me. You're helping in a different, bigger way. Are you Shall we jealous of Captain Stick? Shall right we now? try another door? Yeah. At the door, not the jealous thing. Oh yeah, sure, 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 sure. Smite grabs the door. Somebody Captain roll a D100. Is very charming. Anyone would be nervous. <laughs> You'd be nervous. Would I? Looks nervous. Oh my god. <gasps> Sixty-eight. You guys open the door and find yourself standing before a massive greenhouse. The outside world almost an oil painting beyond it, a bright summer sun high above, rows upon rows of plants, some bearing fruit, others seeds of sorts, some look twisted, some beautiful and bright, some that seem to move slightly as if alive on some other level. Some are grown hydroponically, others dry and rocky soil. It's a huge space that actually goes beyond your view, and though it is very well lit, it is difficult to see just how big this garden is. Should I do the locate object thing now while you check the timepiece, Brigitte? Yeah. I will locate object on Ambledorth's almanac, and I'm going to do it at a third level so I get one of my second levels back. You throw out your mind, focusing, no pings, at least not here. Not close by, at least, but it seems like there's a lot of places someone could hide here. Yeah. Yeah. It's actually really beautiful. You see Smite, like, walks forward and, yeah. uh, like, approaches some of, there's, like, a large patch of mushrooms and other and plants kind of growing in harmony hey don't eat anything from here okay definitely not i was definitely not gonna try and eat anything i frown what (laughs) (laughs) i'm hungry too and i know that we don't have any rations left because i gave them all to bobby but we're gonna have to make it through to lunch bobby's looking really plump we've had him for like five minutes do we see any animals uh no i mean actually give me a perception check I look for bugs. I crouch down and look for bugs. You can roll with advantage. Thank you. (laughs) Ooh, needed that. Um, Perception? Yes. Natural 30. Natural 30? That's (laughs) not... Oh, you rolled a 30. It's natural because we're in nature, Noah. Get a grip. (laughs) 30 not nat, you jerk. (laughs) You look out... There do indeed seem to be some insects in here. I mean, there's pollinators going around. You see a bee buzz over and land upon a beautiful-looking sunflower. There's no animal, though. Bee, bugs, insects, or animals? No, but like but any... we don't see birds or squirrels. Mm, yeah. No, you, not at least this close. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's very possible that they could be like you know others further through here. Do we hear a bird song? We're obsessed with the animals here. You guys really love fucking birds. <laughs> we want to uh, know. I wonder why. <laughs> you hear a bird song, and then you look at it, it's from Still In. Beautiful song, Still In. A little distracting. <laughs> I hold out my finger uh, and let a bug land on it. What kind of bug is it? <laughs> a beautiful monarch butterfly. Mm. 
I want to talk to it. You cast Speak with Animals, and this, I mean, God, probably like one intelligence bug suddenly feels slightly awakened. These guys migrate all the way to the Ash Cinder Isles. Hi. <laughs> wow. Any other people here besides us? Looks around, big, big <laughs> butterfly eyes scanning the space. Big, big butterfly eyes. No? Is that a question? Yes? Don't be scared. It's okay. (laughs) It starts fluttering on your finger. Okay, you can go. Sorry. I didn't mean to upset you. I just want to know if anyone else is here. We're looking for a friend, and I'm so worried that we're not going to find her in time. I just was wondering if you might have seen her. She's a beautiful young woman with golden hair and golden eyes. Just a yes or no. Yes? Brigitte's eyes are wide. The butterfly is saying something important. You you saw her today? No. You saw her a week ago? Yes? You saw her three days ago? You think that this bug doesn't have a good sense of time, but is definitely confirming that at one point since NP took residence in the cottage, NP has been here before. Meaning... NP knows how to get here. So we have to leave some kind of message here. Uh, I'll go. Uh, NP, oh. NP's been here. Oh, I can use one of my new spells. I could leave a glyph of warding here with a message spell in it for NP to, mm. you know, be triggered when she comes near it. But what can we say to her that would be helpful to her other than you know morale boosting we're looking for you we were here should we say stay here or should we say go someplace or do something i think she might be safe here uh i mean as safe as anyone could be what what's time moving like here time here is moving <clears throat> Slower than the material plane. So we're losing time here. It would take me an hour to leave a spell for NP to trigger. Maybe just a note. <laughs> okay, yeah, or a note less cool, but you're right. <laughs> I mean, it won't, like, make any cool lights or anything, but no, you're right, you're right. I'll take out um, my little pen knife and... Um, Ooh, worried about carving into the bark of a tree on a nature plane, so actually I'll um, rip a piece of paper out of the back of my spell book and scrawl on it. Yeah. NP, we were here. We're looking for you. We have... We shouldn't say we have the crown, should we? In case... Play season. NP, we were here. We're looking for you. If you see this, stay put. What should we be telling her to do? I I worry. Yeah, we shouldn't tell her to do anything. We shouldn't tell her to be a sitting duck. We shouldn't send her into danger. I wonder if there's any other thing I have that we could use. I want to, maybe I can leave like a, uh, one of those greater healing potions. 
Oh yeah, we could needs it. Yeah, tie it to the branch of a tree mm-hmm. with the. Maybe if there's some kind of like, if I were on Survivor, I would think that immunity idol would be hidden under a tree, some kind of tree with like a unique shape or bend to it, like the most like um, attention-grabbing outcropping of rock or something. Can I talk to the butterfly again? Um, yeah, as you go to look for some sort of significant looking tree, you do find a like willow tree that has been, again, this space looks so massive. It is a beautiful garden within this greenhouse. It kind of looks, I mean, it's parts of it are organized like a typical greenhouse where it's like very clear cut farming. Others are like beautiful garden spaces where plants are allowed to grow freely and you do find as I said a willow tree that's kind of above a pond that has been placed here. Can we just look around for a little bit just to like see if I see any signs of her like what if the or like scale rubbings on a tree or something Yeah. some mark that she was here I'll also write on this little note that I'm leaving behind I'll just write really small um, in the bottom corner a little arrow and then on the other side of the paper write P.S. Did you lose your hat? Question mark. Okay. You do that and you go and put it beneath one of the like reaching roots of this willow tree. As Brigid, you talk to the butterfly once more. Um, you guys wandering into this space a little bit. Uh, what do you say to them? If you see her again, please lead her to this message. Flutters and agrees. And um, as you guys are in the space, you know, Smite, um, trying to keep wrangling all the familiars as you're going like, Bobby, don't touch that. No, no, no. Um, Try to pull him away from some um, strange looking flowers. Stilton, be a force for good. Help Smite. I'll try to pull Bobby back. Also, Butterfly, if you see a tall, beautiful woman and a very, very short man with an eye patch, you tell all of your insect friends to attack them immediately. They are bad, very bad. Give me a persuasion check. Brigitte's talking to the butterfly again. You just gotta let her do it. Get it out of her system. Who knows if it's really even... Is that the sound butterflies make? (laughs) Fourteen. Fourteen. I guess I've never spoken to one. Um, Fourteen, this creature... Okay. <laughs> Flutters away. Do what she says. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are, at this point, you're getting like, there's many, many scents in here. Some sweet, some pungent. One begins to stick out amongst them all. A sort of rotting smell. Uh-oh. Is that a Dorian fruit? Give me a perception check. Trying to trace where this smell is coming from. Not one based on smells. <clears throat> I have a real high tolerance for stink. I'm like, that's definitely cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Smite will give you advantage, Brigid. Uh On my perception, you said? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Much better. 28. 28. You sniff I know the what air, rotting smells like. And you follow the scent through the garden. Um, looking at one of the largest plants in here, this massive flower, almost looks like a carrion flower. It's got like bushy green, viney base with a bouquet of these red, yellow, orange flowers um, that range in different sizes, blossoming all over it. You squint, it's it's about 
50 feet away in this space, you see that it's slightly moving. It's one of the creatures where you watch as its tendrils kind of crawling down from where its pot is onto the ground. As you're looking closely, one of the flowers blossoms and you see inside of it is a rotting drow member of the Omnimalu. Oh no. Oh no, that's bad. What's up, Brigid? Again, it's Greer or It's a dead body, Zola. Oh. Look. Cheese can sometimes smell like that. You guys all look towards this massive corpse flower, and as you look, you now see more of those blooms contain rotting beings. Some look to be members of the Omnimalum, others, well, far beyond recognition. More Samanthas. Can I tell if any of them are NP? Give me a medicine check if you're looking at these bodies. 14. 14. I mean, you'd have to get much closer to look, but at least from here, it doesn't look like you see NP's body. I haven't gotten any pings for her almanac, which would maybe be wither. I think. I hope. Okay. Well, we know, we know that they were here. Is this thing going to attack us right now? With that high perception check, Brigid, you also see in the distance some movement, some like rustling amongst some of the bushes. Let's get out of here. Okay, if you think she's definitely not here. But if the Omni Malone agents were here, were they maybe following her? I think so. So hopefully she left. Mm. Should we take our potion? <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, leave. Let's leave. As you guys are having this conversation, um, a, when you say that, first uh, of all, <laughs> a vine <laughs> slaps out and tries to sn- um, snap at you, Zola. Um, I thorn whip it away. Uh, it doesn't roll high enough, and you manage to thorn whip it away. You notice now that many of the plants in here, at least the ones that aren't your typical garden variety flower, Mm. seem to slowly be moving towards you. And Zola, you've walked a little bit away from where that willow tree is, but you now see as it roots start to move slightly. Oh, I see. Not a nice place to stay. No one should ever stay here. We have to go. Mm. Let's run. Brigid, as you turn to run, a vine wraps around your foot. This is so uncool. Um, and you hit the ground and are pulled. Um, you take 15 bludgeoning damage as you feel this vine constrict around you. Uh, you're writhing within it, trying to kick free. You see Smite pull his blade, um, and he... Wait, we really want to hurt... Okay. He brings his blade up, and you, you say that, and he goes, what? <laughs> Cuts it free. Um, you've pyre! Um, pyre. Pyre. <laughs> blows some smoke on this vine as it withers away, um, and more begin to slither out. Ha! Let's go. Let's go, people. You guys rush towards the door. Last opportunity attacks on you. Um, that's going to be a dirty 20 on you, Zola. Uh, I'll shield. 
another vine whips out and just as it's about to wrap around your throat you throw up a shield and it splats off another flings out for stilton and roll the natural three um so it still pulls away smite clutching bobby to his chest runs towards the door and rips it open uh, and dives through somebody roll a d100 someone 66 you all rush in and slam the door behind you turning to see you are in a grand octagonal chamber made from porous ivory the temperature shifting to an unsettling mix of warm and cold wet and dry as if it can't settle it smells acrid and dusty light coming in from streaks of green crystal in this pale stone allows you to see that the only exit Aside from the door you entered in is a set of stone stairs that follow the shape of the room up to the next floor. I'm feeling a place where the world around me is shifting and I'm in an ivory chamber. Does this remind me at all of Mishra's temple? You look around. It doesn't seem to be a temple of Mishra, but it does seem to be ancient. You... I will say, you know, I mean, definitely not a temple of mystery. You're not seeing any of like the symbology. It's not the same marble. This looks to be, it's, it's strange. You like touch the stone. It's, it's slightly bumpy. It's not perfectly smooth. Brigid, as you're looking around, you get a strange shiver down your spine, a familiar sort of shiver. This feels very like elven but bad elven. The streaks of green crystal, I'm not gonna lie, are kind of giving gem on dying. Like, wasn't, was Nula an elf? Nula, uh, I don't, I don't know, know if you, do, you know her ancestry. Do you, you don't know if Nula. Nula belongs to your people, do you? Give me a history check. Because of the green stone and the paleness of it all. Uh, 11. You have only heard of Nula the Voidmaker a few times. She was an ancient wizard who sought to erase death from the material plane. You don't remember, or at least haven't heard of any sort of heritage of hers. You just know that she was a very powerful mage from several thousand years ago. What it does trigger in your mind, though, is your experience in the Pale Wastes, your trip mm-hmm. with Babareshi yeah. to get the Plainstone. Yep. You look down and you see that there is the same kind of fine sand in certain parts pooled by um, some, some near the stairs, some kind of must be whistling in from the cracks in I've this massive tower. And as you look, you realize that this structure is definitely not made of stone. It's made of bones. What? We gotta get out of here. And that's where we'll end our session today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you especially to our Eldritch patrons. If you'd like to become one, go to patreon.com slash try not to die pod. Plugs, gang, what you got? That was eight rooms. That was was more. It had to have been more. Well, I think you did some repeats. One, two, three. Four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, or more. Insane. I'm I wrote really down proud eight of y'all. I missed one. 
Well, you repeat. You did go to Plane of Marfin's. Fire again. Yeah, Plane of Fire, and you went to Marfin's like lobby Plane again. Plane of Fire was on the um, uh, Wild. Wild. What the hell? This was definitely an exploratory episode. But we, we even did noped get a little you. Bit of taste of both Flay and the inevitable. Noah, how are you going to end this arc ever? Are we just going to be lost here forever and never yeah. save the world? Yes. You know, once you commit to one of these planes, maybe one of my guys will track you down. But we'll see. Uh, we're not committing. We're never um, committing. Plugs at Try Not to Die Pod. Follow us on all of the things. Listen to um, this is coming out a, a little bit after when we're recording it. But if you haven't heard the most recent February content surge, all three of us are in it, which is a treat because Ashley is not always in uh, available for the the bonus cont. I don't even mm-hmm. think I ha- have I ever been on a content surge. Yeah, I guess. The uh, I mean, we've released yeah certain ones, your session zero and stuff. But special treat of having Ashley there and okay, running it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you want to call what I did. It's you have to listen to so find out if it was good or bad. <laughs> so you know, check that out. Ten dollars on the Patreon. Totally your worth contributions it. really help us to make cool art for the arcs. So if you want to see more sick art of our characters, you know, help us out. Help we us have out. one in the works right now. Hopefully soon. Mm-hmm. Won't explain <laughs> what it is though. Has something to do with where the fuck we are though. <laughs> <laughs> it's of a carrion plant. It's of it's, a carrion plant. It's not the bone zone. It's not the bone zone. Uh, you can also check out my Twitch, Noah the Infuriator. Um, I am streaming, hopefully every Friday, five thirty p.m. Eastern time. That is, uh, you know, New York time for anyone who EST. I, I, the, the East exists all over the world, so Eastern EST time. Um, I'm streaming Stardew Valley, and I am actually, um, <laughs> my farm is called Scumside Farm, and I'm playing as Catsify the Wicked, um, who is, of course, featured in the Monster of the Week campaigns that Lisa has run. So <laughs> check out those campaigns, and check out my stream on Fridays on Twitch in the bio also probably for this episode Stardew Valley else? so fun Best so game. much fun mm-hmm. concerned to that, we're big friends mm-hmm. big fans here mm-hmm. well if we got nothing else thank you so much for listening until next time try Let's not die. to die all hail our eldritch patrons Especially Anita, Ashley, Becca B, Colleen, Eclair, and Lana, Emily, Grace, Jacob, James, Jeff, Joey, Kate, Katie, Leo, May, Morgan, Nat, Nicola, Paige, Roni, Sahara, and of course, our producer Patty, Patrick Bronstetter, and our producer Daddies, Becca Mount, Sam Golden, and Rose Evelyn Campbell. We thank you for these podcasting powers and promise to raise hell in your names. Till next time, try not to die.